All right, we are back. It's a 2TV Sports, the Tosh and Jerry podcast, back after a long hiatus. We've missed some quite a few things, but we're here to wrap all of them up for you guys. We're hyped. Celtics vs. Warriors, my team defeated Jerry's team. Our NBA playoff uh, wins predicting challenge uh, that Jerry uh, was looking very promising for last time we fought it. So we'll see who won that, as well as some golf and uh, NBA offseason stuff. So, Jerry, it's good to, good to talk to you today. Dude, uh, much like a lot of the sports in July, we took some time off. We're back and better than ever, ready to regroup, get into it, wrap up the uh, NBA season. One of our, our favorites because both of our teams made it the entire way. Um, thrilled, excited that we are back on here and to uh, talk some sports in this uh, slow July. Yeah, so Jerry, I haven't gotten the chance to pod with you since uh, since my team beat yours in the NBA championships. So I know uh, I haven't d- been d- in hiding. I've been recovering, but not in hiding. Dubs and six. Steph took over Game Four. That was an incredible series yeah. for the Warriors. Um, I mean, when we when we let Game Four slip through our hands, that was the turning point. And I saw. Grant Williams, who's obviously biased, said Celtics had the better team. And it's like, okay, it's hard to say that, like, in defeat. Um, I think that we had a very talented team. And I think that we even, we definitely could have beaten the Warriors. It's just that we don't have that championship pedigree. Like, we don't know what to hit the kill switch, which obviously the Warriors are well aware of. Yeah, I mean, this was just such a great Warriors championship, like, I think this might be my number one championship in my, like, sport it's fandom just because okay. everyone has been talking shit since KD signed basically basically since since uh LeBron beat us in that 3-1 came back from 3-1 everyone's been yep. talking so much shit downing well, the all two these with guys KD were easy that's why this one probably is sweeter because you actually had to you know overcome something the injuries and, primarily yeah and we we were horrible for a year pretty bad for another year came back I mean, people thought we'd be good, but I, I can't, you can't say that many people expected this coming into the season. I know you were high on the Warriors. I was going to say, let's go back to the last uh, offseason when I was potting you. We were talking about like favorites, and it was like the Mavs, the Suns. I was like, dude, don't sleep on the Dubs. Like, they're going to be healthy. Clay's going to be back. Like, they had some young talent coming in. I was like, I could easily see the Dubs making it out of the West. <laughs> I think I might have predicted them early on to be like the champion of last year. I'm just, uh, it's unfortunate it came at the expense of my team. So. Well, I what I didn't expect though, like Clay coming back, yes, Draymond, Steph, that's they're a great combo. Yeah, um, Wiggins but, piece, dude. Yeah, Wiggins, Looney, and Poole, like the, that's yeah. kind of our young well, Jordan core. Poole, yeah, like those three guys stepped up huge, and um, and they if without without any of those guys, I don't know if we would have won the championship. Um, as well as GP two came up huge. Um, so those three guys where you have this kind of younger core that's stepping up to go with the older core is very, uh, that, that just surprised Dude, me. It's going to help them age very, very, very gracefully as Steph and Clay get older. I mean, we've already seen a slight decline from Draymond. But uh, I think with this young core, this, this, dude, this Tubbs team is going to be around for a long time. I saw, I actually what? just saw 
like a great photo of like the four like main guys of the teams they went through. And it was all just pain caused by Steph Curry and the Dubs team. <laughs> <laughs> so as a Celtic fan, what was, what were you thinking when you saw Andrew Wiggins like playing like he did in the finals? I mean, Andrew. Okay. So this is the Andrew Wiggins. Everybody had like, this is why you took Andrew Wiggins one. This is the guy that yeah. they saw him grow into. To me, as I was watching against my team, so you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, Andrew Wiggins is the guy going <laughs> off right now. It's like, this is the dude who's torching us. And, like, Grant, he, he's playing defensively out of his mind as well. And I was just – it was really, really frustrating having Andrew Wiggins be the guy beat us, for sure. <laughs> like, we expected, like, Steph to be Steph and, like, have a great game or a couple great games. Like, Clay underperformed. I think that's why Andrew Wiggins was able to step up and, like, fill that void. So, it sucked. Absolutely. Yeah. I, so Andrew Wiggins, he was an all-star, not, I don't know if fully deserved it, but he was at least in that, like his first half of this year, he was amazing. Yeah. Second half. Not like, yeah. Yeah. Second half. He he had a few months where he was shooting like under 50% from the free throw line, like not making shots. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, Wiggins sucks. We're going to see hopefully someone else steps up because he's not gonna, so I kind of gave up on him. And then, he came back with vengeance and just, he was the second best player in the playoffs for us. Like not even very close. It was Steph. It was Wiggins um, as the top two. And I don't think I would have, I don't, I don't think I would have uh, been able to predict that at all, that Wiggins would be the second best Dude, player. No, on the there's no way team. you see that coming. Like, absolutely not. There's like, I mean, I think I probably would have had going to that series Jordan Poole ahead of him as the guy that like might like get hot just because of what we saw during the Western Conference run. So for it to come from Wiggins, completely shocking, well deserved, and I think like super validated um, picking Wiggins one now. <laughs> it's just I don't know that he becomes this guy like if he's still on the Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely not. I mean that's a Steph effect. How about uh well it makes it a lot easier for him, right? Like to grow and like takes the yeah, pressure off it, him. So it, obviously it, makes it, like, a lot. Yeah, it would help a lot of players that like a lot of like role player. I shouldn't call Wiggins a role player because he's supposed to be like a one or two, but like obviously, like if you can be that role no, player, but even a, state. especially a guy like Wiggins who gets his points a lot of times come from open threes and cuts to the basket yeah. where he's getting dunks. Like Steph just helps generate so many of those shots. But speaking of Steph, uh last thing on the Warriors side is 40 what was it was it 47 or 49 in the garden game four he just uh, the warriors were shot tuned out on like the very end when stuff was just being stuff so i i mean dude it, it was 40 it was it was i think it was 47 but anyways down two one uh <laughs> down two one uh in boston Basically, you have to win that game, and this guy has the game of his life. Hold it, dude. You guys were staring down the barrel of three to one, and Steph hit the switch. And at that moment, I knew we were in trouble. I said, Steph's coming. If we can't stop him, which we didn't, it's over. And it was. And that feeling of like knowing it's like, okay, we're in a great spot. Like we're up 10. Like (laughs) it's game four. We're at home. Like the momentum's still on our side. But you know Steph's coming. If it goes his way, it's over. Sucks with two games left to play because you're just waiting for like that slow demise. So, yeah, I mean, and I also don't like think... we didn't get that massive Tatum game we needed, and like that, like 
Yeah, Wiggins did it. That's what I was saying yeah, pre-series. What I was saying pre-series though about this Tatum is like, is like getting guarded by Andrew Wiggins is much. Sure, Wiggins isn't the best defender in the NBA or anything, but but he's long. But that's he's much, big, like, he, like yeah, that's much tougher than PJ Tucker, or much yeah. tougher than Wesley Matthews, who you faced in round two, and much tougher than who was it, Bruce Brown in round one? Yeah, like yeah. Like, like, I had a feeling Tatum wouldn't play quite as well. I was just worried about all this. I would say Tatum and KD were matched up quite a bit. So it's like, I, like, I don't know that, like, I, but I think Wiggins I don't know what set Wiggins apart Kane. specifically, but what he did was amazing. And it's his length players. and athleticism compared to guys but like Kate, Wesley okay, Matthews. But Kevin and Durant has like length and athleticism too, so it's not. Yeah, like, but you that can't tell me Wiggins is like what that was. KD guarding Tatum, though. I feel like KD was guarding a not not as the primary mo- for the like, most part. So. I I also think that uh that what back to Steph about how like this team has Marcus Smart defensive player of the year, Tatum and Brown are supposed to be great defensive players, uh, Robert Williams also great defensive player, injured. and <laughs> yeah I mean he was injured but he played well he um, did play well but but fact that he did that against that team with. Steph's supporting cast is good, but it's not like he. It's not like it's like LeBron and D Wade in their primes. Like second best players, Wiggins yeah. third, but so let's. Third. Uh, I I would love to see this run back next season in the finals. So I guess who's the biggest obstacle in each conference? I'll start in the East. I think it's a healthy Bucks, and you get Middleton back, a hungry Giannis after not winning it. I mean, the Bucks are right there at the seas. I don't like get out of here with this heat nonsense. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I don't think the Heat, unless they maybe trade for someone um, or Hero takes a huge leap. But um, I would say in the East, I mean, you got to think a healthy Milwaukee versus a healthy Bucks would be a probably a seven game series uh, Dude, at yeah. this point. I mean, who really knows how some of these teams are going to shape up and the moves teams will make? But um, I also in the West, though, you think. I mean, I also I know don't sleep on the Nets. Also, don't like. Okay. I mean, uh, they're so you know, a motivated, though. a motivated and frustrated Kyrie and KD. Like, well, I'm not dude, they a have full all believer. The talent in the world, the thing is, they just gotta play. Like, legitimate. Like, they just if they play like 75 percent of the regular it's season, really the about together, they'll be solid. It's really about Simmons and Kyrie. Like, it, if those guys are healthy and playing well. Like they're gonna have a shot to beat the Celtics. Like they also, I would like to see them. They could maybe trade for a wing, but also I like the moves they made, getting like T.J. Warren and uh, yeah. Royce O'Neal, because like now you at least have some like decent like perimeter players you can put around KD and Kyrie and like play some defense and get some stops. Yeah. It's not like Kyrie, Goran Dragic, Patty Mills, KD, and Nick Claxton trying to go against the Celtics spot. Like yeah. you know. Yeah, like well, they got I a little bit more wing athleticism. Two to three stars and whether they can. Yeah, you know, they've got to play. Together. I don't think it's about but the I think, players. I think the a next team that you played this year compared to the next team that you might play next year with Joe Harris added back. Hundred percent. The Nets were, the Nets were a big toe away from going to the finals. Like yes, but 100% I think the Nets will be better. I think that. Well, I think that this team like has more. Uh, I just think there's 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 better players on this year's team than last year's. It's not that close. Plus if you get Kyrie actually playing well and Simmons coming back to and KD, like 
like that, I think it's not that I'm not favoring them, but I would say that that would be a good series with the Celtics or Bucks. 100%. 100%. So who's the biggest threat in the West now to your dubs? Uh, everyone's saying the Clippers. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about question marks. Like, uh, yeah. Like, and also, who are everyone always talks about all the Clippers' depth? I mean, you got Kawhi. It's like, and PG, cool, obviously. Kawhi's not playing. Well, them. It's also like, what, who is that great on their bench? Like, or other than Kawhi, and like, who's their third best player? Like, Nick Batum or Norman Powell, maybe like probably Marcus Moore like (laughs) it's not Marcus Morris anymore like yeah so like John Wall so like if that's like your third best player and you're trying to compete against the Warriors who have Steph Clay Draymond Wiggins Poole like (laughs) you know I'm excited to see Wall play again I don't think he's like the difference maker but it would be nice to like actually have a team that's like down to play him so I would, I would say the Mavericks if they'd retained uh, Jalen Brunson. They don't, but, yeah, they got rid of, they didn't get rid of, they lost Brunson, and they don't. I don't think they added to their team. Like it's just gonna be Luca. Yeah, I mean, they, again, they basically, they, it's basically Brunson for Christian Wood. It's yeah, basically what, and like, they got Javale McGee as well. Like, yeah, so yeah, it's not good. I don't like. I don't, so, know, but, I don't even know what their like plan is. Is their plan to just like like they're not bad enough to be in the lottery either? So it's like I don't really know. Yeah, no. They, I mean, they're going to be good, but they just they need to find a running mate with to go with Luca. Dude, I think and it's, it's kind of like the Dirk model though, where it's just like you just run it back year after year after year, and eventually you find the pieces that like fit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <It> kind of <laughs> is. Like I hate to say that, like two euros, same team, but like kind of is. <laughs> this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I think though the Grizz, the Grizz will get better. That's obviously like a hot. Yeah, I mean, I think like the, yeah. the Dubs, the Grizzlies are probably the team that would be most, especially if, if like Zaire Williams takes a leap or like they make a trade. But yeah. you know uh, a team I'm kind of interested to see next year, who I don't think will be like contenders, but I would like to see like a fully healthy together Pelicans team. With Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ, yeah. I think that's really, really fun. Because, dude, I was watching Pels before Zion. And I thought they were a fun team. And they had the Twin Towers, Boogie Cousins, and Anthony. Like, that team has always has fun players. They just never are on the court. Like, I would yeah. love to see a fully healthy Pelican team. Don't sleep on the Pels. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I mean, I think they'll be solid. But I just some people who say like Zion and Ingram are gonna like. Western Conference Finals Dude, I duo. I think they could be I, so good together if they actually ever run the court at the same time. Yeah, they do I think such like different things. They have such different skill sets, and they I feel like they play like. Yeah, I think in like four, well four years. I just think we, maybe three or two. But I think well, the thing is they got like, to like their learning develop. pains, right? Like they got to like make the playoffs, get eliminated in the first round, get eliminated in the second round, and then like take that. Yeah, lead. exactly. Like, they haven't even been healthy. I'm with you. I think they're definitely definitely three years away from like competing for anything yeah. like seriously but like you got to start somewhere like this got to be the season where it's like okay oh, okay like show me something show me a flash like let's yeah get going here i yeah they they got to do something um this year i mean they got to at least get in the playoffs with, with having 100%. zion and ingram playing percent um anything else you think uh think kd gets traded or anything Kyrie, any big no Mitchell, i think any... they both start on the nets this season they don't like they don't there's no rush to trade them so 
Uh, one other thing real quick on this, uh, Lakers, I think, will be back in the – I know they're getting a lot of buzz to the Lakers, but I think they will be back in the playoffs next year. I think I think they would have been right there except for uh, Anthony Davis has made a paper. So. Yeah, I, I could see them getting back in, but also I really do not like their offseason moves at no, all. Terrible. But I think like, LeBron, having missed the playoffs, is going to be like, all right, like, just because I'm older now, like, I'm still here. I, like yeah, I, I'm not I saying think he LeBron, took off games last year, but he was playing a lot for stats. If you like look at his numbers and how he's actually like playing and competing, I'm not worried at all about LeBron. I'd be worried about uh, Davis. It, like, is he gonna if he's healthy and playing well, they'll make the playoffs. If he's not, they're not. I think. I feel like he'll be more committed this season. I don't think it like. I don't know. I I I see better things for the Lakers than not making the playoffs. Like that's just not who their identity is with. Two stars like that, two years in a row. That's you gotta look to blow that team up. If that happens. Yeah, uh, if if I were the Lakers, I would really consider trading LeBron. Dude, I don't know that. Like you, I think it's the right basketball decision to do that for the long term of your franchise. But he also did bring you a ring and attracted like other stars there. So when you lose him, you kind of go into uncertainty. So I kind of would rather live with the devil you do know in LeBron. In that case, yeah, I just don't. I just have a hard, very hard time seeing LeBron winning a championship on the Lake. Another Dude, championship what do you, what on do you the Lakers. Swap LeBron and KD. Like, <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I would trade LeBron for picks. I would trade LeBron to like. Dude, the Lakers. But that's what I'm saying. The Lakers don't want to do that again because, like, look at when they did that before. They had Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, and they ended up trading them all. Like, <laughs> they don't want to yeah, do that rebuild again. But they at least got a championship out of it because they traded all those guys for Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and uh, so like, I just, I just don't see LeBron and AD winning another championship in LA. So like, might as well trade LeBron, get a few first round picks. I would consider trading AD too, or just be like AD, just sit out this year. They get a really high pick. They try Dude, to build AD up would be a new so team around pissed it. If they traded LeBron and not him, like there's, there's just no way they move either of those two dudes. Like obviously the move is to move Russ, but they can't do that because Albatross is a contract and he's you know washed. But besides that, yeah, I mean if I for them, I the only I wouldn't give up anything to move Russ. Like, like they, yeah. they would have to attach assets, and that's just stupid to me because then you're just. You're not winning a championship you're, you're now, anyway. You're yourself now and later. It's like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if I were the I'm Lakers, I would focus on using the two valuable assets that they have in LeBron and Davis and rebuilding for the next Laker championship team in five years. But they're just hope. I'm as a Warrior fan. I'm hoping they just continue to go deeper into this mess and and will stay bad for longer because. They're out all their picks. They're like they, their next pick is in twenty seven and then twenty nine. Those are the only two picks that they have left. Like, Dude, yeah, <laughs> they're screwed. Um, actually, one other thing I thought of on the NBA, you know, since the last time we talked was the Rudy Gobert trade. I, I like how we got this far into it. Like, it's clearly that irrelevant. Crazy. I, I think we're in agreement here that the amount that the T Wolves gave up is just absurd. It's like Rudy Gobert is not the missing piece. Yes, it's exciting sniffing the playoffs. Um, you just mortgage your future on a center who can't shoot. Yeah. So, no, I happens. mean, <clears throat> for me, like when I first heard this trade was going down, I was like, all right, well, they probably sent D'Lo back as like the smashing salary. And I was like, all right, well, go bear for D'Lo. Maybe you throw in a pick or two. That's all right. And then I see that 
they're giving up like young players like Jared Vanderbilt and they're giving up like in Walker Kessler and they're giving up like five first round picks. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like, uh, I don't like that for them. I liked what they were doing. Like, I, mean, I really I like think the move is like, like a player or two and like maybe like two or three first rounders for Gobert. That's like more acceptable. You give up five first round. Yeah. Picks. And you don't give up any negative contracts. Like I would have been trying to get off that D'Lo contract. Like I don't think, if D'Lo's a starting guard for you in your starting lineup and you want to win a championship, that's I just don't like he's he needs to be in a bench role. Like he's just not that good. Yeah. Um and and so and if I were them, I would be trying to build everything around Edwards and like dude, a hundred percent dude, and Edwards is a stud. I just don't like the thing is I think you'd rather have had those assets to move when Ann Edwards has had more than a year in the league for a guy that's not Gobert. Like, I think Gobert is a great fit for that team, but what they gave up is just absurd. Well, yeah, imagine if they gave up everything that they gave up, plus a little bit more, and got KD. Like, that would have been a dope yeah. move for them. But KD's like, they, not going to Minnesota, but yes. Maybe, dude. I, KD also might not be able to decide where he gets traded, though. Dude, that's what I don't get. It's like, oh, all these reports that KD is working with Nets front office marks to, like, move him. It's like, well, what are we doing here? Like you don't have a no trade clause. <laughs> yeah. Like what no, does the organization under, owe you if you he's want He's under him? contract for four more years? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see that them them getting put over the top with this Gobert trade at all. Um all right, let's go about let's go start talking about the uh golf, Jerry, because there's been a lot of golf going down. And this whole thing is getting pretty crazy. So the open Cam Smith won. Uh, so how about them destroying the old course at St. Andrews? They went low for an open. Wow, the weather was good. It's a short course for the pros. There were some drivable par fours. How exciting was that? Oh, man, what a great, great tournament. Like, the dude's scoring. Um, also, real quick, Rory, no bogeys in his final round. Zero bogeys had the lead going into the final day and still lost. Cam Smith, a man on fire. He's had an awesome season, kind of heartbreaking the way he lost the Masters to Scotty Scheffler. Um, so I am happy for him, although I was, as we talked about Sunday, like waiting for Rory to like make that push. How electric would it have been seeing Rory there? And uh, like right after the announcers were talking about how Rory's knocking on the door and he's trying to keep knocking. It's like Rory's getting older. Like he's always been like a dude that's been around top 10 and like in the hunt but it's like i like i think he does win another major but it's like it's got to happen sooner than later than later and there's so many good golfers now that's just like week to week like honestly i'm surprised andrew shoffley wasn't more in contention just because he's been in such a good run of form lately so i i mean it's gonna be tough i'm obviously like golf's not easy in general but like these young kids coming up are unbelievable. Cam Young. <laughs> just yeah. And Bryson too. Bryson had a, a decent open and uh like he's not even fully healthy. So like when he gets back and like all the young guns are out there, sheesh, Rory, that's it's a good opportunity that was uh not taken advantage yeah, of. Yeah. I was I was all over the uh I was all over the Rory bandwagon and was hoping he would pull it out and he just he just came he's up fun, a little bit you know? short. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, Rory seems like a good dude at uh, at the Open from Northern Ireland. Like, 
I just it that's it why was I was fitting. It would have been fitting him for him to go out there, like go four or five under, take it. Um, Cam Smith, Cam Smith just played lights out. Like he dude, just also, wasn't missing Cam putts. Smith turned out he had to make the putt on eighteen to win it. Like he, he yeah, like he only won by a stroke. Like he had to like hole out there. Like that eagle that Young made was crazy. I was like, dude, yeah. oh shit! Like yeah. he might be, he might win this thing. Yeah. Um. It was a great tournament. It really was. Yeah, and that course is just insane. Just like right on this edge of the Dude, city. So I found out. <laughs> I didn't know that you can. The course, St. Andrews Old Course, is closed on Sundays. So anybody who's there in the public can go walk the course. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's I'm sick. thinking a little trip to, yeah, do a little trip there. Like, it's also a public course, man. Yeah. So, St. Andrews, I was actually poking around their website as one does. And it's like 20 euros to go play anything that's not the old course. The old course, you need like an official handicap like under 36 to go play it but like dude at all those other courses like cheap like i'm just saying we yeah, can go for it it'd be fun be a lot of fun sounds, sounds like uh sounds like you need to get a handicap jerry i'm telling you i'm about to join a club in uh, i think september and then i can actually like get registered as a terrible average golfer <laughs> yeah so. now once you get your handicap you'll really catch the golf bug because uh Thing well, and I want to shell out every time it. to go play like a random course. So, like I can just yeah. go to my home course and like actually like play decent. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, once you join a club, you're uh, you're going to be golfing a lot. <laughs> I like that, so I got to do it. So, well, I, uh, last thing is about all this live golf stuff. Yeah, I personally it. think it's pretty stupid. Like, it also if Charles Barkley like goes to like cover live golf, I just think and think of even more of it as a joke like how is he your golf coverage guy or whatever but i guess they have a lot of money to throw at these guys so well so it's from the saudi fund who like have a bunch of human rights violations so that's like the big issue that i mean what we saw is phil mickelson like fall on the sword for all, or sword for all these dudes like you're gonna catch some heat but then like is the money worth it and it seems like yes for a lot of these guys like <laughs> if you can still compete at the masters it's not a pga event the open, which is an open invitational. And like, maybe the only thing you're missing is the PGA championship. Like it seems like a good move, like individually for these dudes to take that morality hit. And I was thinking about it and it's like, yes, like idealistically, like you wouldn't take this money and like, you wouldn't go do it. But it's like, if I was in that position to get paid like 10 times what I was getting paid to like golf and like have it not be a serious and have it be like a three day event and like have fun with it. Like there's not that much downside from like an individual perspective. Yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, that like I understand if some of the low level guys want to do it, but when some of these top level guys are making the switch, but to it, me, but it's it just like dude. that's the thing though. Live doesn't work with just the low level dudes. Like it is legitimized with the the big names like Bryce and like Phil. I mean, Phil's a yeah, older, but like like Brooks yeah. and Phil left, they would do it. Like I mean, and I kind of blame thing, those not, guys. Live Golf has had a couple of events, and like I'm not sitting there watching like these, like tournaments versus a PGA Tour still. So like I haven't adapted like my viewing habits to that. It doesn't mean anything. But then again, like does the Farmers Open mean anything for the PGA Tour? Like not really. So yeah, I mean if they can get some cool golf courses and like make it more of a thing, Dude, they're and, coming to Boston in but, September, and it's like, do I want to give like the Saudi fund like my money? Like to see all these dudes like no but like no. i want to go see all these dudes <laughs> in boston like yeah like i do want to go see them it's like 
it's and it's affordable too like it's not that much like it, yeah. i mean i'm also comparing it to like the brookline like u.s open tickets so oh yeah so, did you go to that no 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 i tickets were like 600 bucks for a day i was like i'm good really so, yeah <laughs> so that was not an in-person event for me i went to the uh the one in monterey the uh t pro-am saw patty ice you're walking that's with fun. him for a little that's fun yeah. was that the one travis kelsey was at too maybe a lot of celebrities we saw josh allen your guy that's josh fun. allen speaking yeah. of which i'm looking forward to football season we, coming up i was soon. just thinking like we could stick around for part two talk a little nfl It'd be fun it might be <laughs> yeah, too early little, but again the edge dude i actually a little, a little nfl uh season preview <laughs> dude i fired up the uh madden for the first time in a hot minute i'm getting the bug dude it's like i'm seeing these reports come out about like wide receiver chemistry quarterback and i'm like oh baby August dude it's always like it's always like late july you start getting the feeling and then dude. august one you're like all right let's go right. like dude, nfl I'm, season well especially now that basketball is over and i i'm personally don't follow baseball I know you do, but like, I, like, there's just nothing holding me over right now, and it's like football's got to get here. Like, I'm itching for it. So, yeah, Packers, uh, Packers at Niners preseason August twelfth. Yeah, you know I'll be in. in <laughs> I'll be. I'm. I'm hopefully gonna be there August twelfth preseason week one in uh, Santa Clara. See if I can make we'll it. See down. If Jimmy see G Jordan, is still on the team. See, Jordan look at, Love. See, look at how easy it is to just get into an NFL pot. We could do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to save it for <laughs> another. We'll have to save it for another yeah. time. Uh, so you want to do back to basketball after this golf? You want to do your favorite, least favorite signings or and draft? You want to do upside of like the uh, the rookies? Where do you want to take this? Uh, why don't we go over our uh, our overall oh, wins challenge first and then if we want we can talk about any uh draft stuff i feel like we talked sure. about free agency so um so jerry had picked the bucks is the first pick they got seven wins so i'd say that was probably the right pick and i don't i think that they got unlucky with middleton yeah. i had the suns oh wait this number is a little off Suns had how many wins did the Suns have? Four. They had five wins. No, six yeah. wins. No, they had six wins. I was gonna say they yeah, won this, two in round. Wait, no, the they Suns went had, to they went to round the uh, They went to round two and lost in seven. Yeah. yeah. yeah so they okay. had seven. So Suns also had seven. Uh don't hate that pick, even though they choked. I should put a little bit too much faith in uh Chris you did Paul. Choke your boy Chris, yeah, to your not boy Chris Paul. No, fuck that <laughs> But uh <laughs> Warriors were the uh, third pick in the draft. Sixteen wins, won the championship. That was probably yep. the uh, the best pick of the draft there. And I would definitely was not going to let the uh, let it get back to Jerry without picking the Warriors. So Warriors and Good Suns. Pick. I think we had both thought Bucks were the favorites out of the East, and then it was Warriors or Suns. And then you picked the Grizz with the fourth pick. They got six wins. Uh, you'd have to think if they had a chance if they would have beat the Warriors. I don't know if they would have beat Dallas, but um, and then you also took the Heat eleven wins. Yeah, the Heat uh, that, came that for me. That's what I was kind of hoping for. Yeah, that ended up being a great pick. Uh, I should have taken them instead of the Suns. Too much faith yeah. in uh, in uh, what's his name, Chris Paul. And Your, then uh, next pick was a real dud. Yeah, yeah, this is where it really got bad. The Nets, and I was having a hard time. 
picking between the Nets and the Celtics because I was like, whoever wins this, I think we'll probably lose yeah, to the Bucks. Yeah, could go a long way. And uh, you chose KD, which is not a bad pick. However, you got a big fat donut for that one. That really hurt the championship yeah, chances they, for you. Come on, KD and Kyrie really let me down. Couldn't at yep. least get a game or two. Yep. And then you took the Celtics. Great pick, 14 wins, almost won the chips. Uh, that was, they should have went higher. They, they I mean, I, Sleeper I was doubtful. Fell. I was doubtful for, and I think the, the reasons I was doubtful ended up being the reasons that they lost to the Warriors. But I just didn't, some of the reasons they were good, I was sleeping on a little bit. Like, I, Tatum definitely took a leap that, I didn't necessarily see coming like um, and Robert Williams was, is just insane on defense and uh, the guards. I was really worried about the guards. Cause I was like, all right, if your guards are Marcus smart, Derek white, like, are you really going to be able to beat like Giannis and KD and Kyrie? But yeah, uh, the defense held up and the guards were like just good enough. So um. And then I picked the Raptors after the Celtics. I thought the Raptors had a chance to beat the Sixers, which they slightly almost did. Like they got down yeah. in that series, but almost yeah. came back. And Scotty Barnes got hurt. So that they kind of cost me two wins. Then you picked the Jazz, which I warned you about. Kind of a dud. Um, yeah. I thought they would have a lot better. I, dude, it's funny because I was between the Jazz and the Mavs the last two, and I uh, made the wrong choice. I made it. Wrong I, I was telling everyone the Mavs is getting the Mavs are going to win that series versus the Jazz. And, like, Go with Luke, it's just Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell and Gobert, like, they're fine players. But, like, if those guys are your one and two, and then your three and four, like, Conley and Bogdanovich, yeah, like, your team's just – it's just – you don't have the star power, and you don't have, like, multiple very good players. <laughs> you have, like, one good offense player, basically. Um, so, yeah, and then I took the Mavs, so – as uh, the last pick. So, Jerry, it looks like you got a 13 plus 11. So, that would be uh, 24 plus 14 uh, would be 38. So, you got 40 total wins. And sure. I got 23 plus 17. So, that would be 30. So, Jerry... Wins forty to thirty, so Jerry wins again. Another that's uh, two. That's pack. two times, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Another six times, Jerry. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm dude. I'm so coming when, for the three peat. I'm I'm gonna be the Michael Jordan of uh, <laughs> picking teams in the NBA playoffs. So I'm I'm very excited for our, our challenge in 2023. When we end. meet up, when we meet up for our uh, golf trip, you will uh, you will receive those six packs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't worry, I'll have All to right, throw your way just for uh, the nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pathetic. Uh, all right, Jerry. Well, it was good talking to you today. Anything else you want to uh, address here before we get it out of here today? No, sir. I'm going to keep it keep it brief. Mac Jones is looking good. Got to get the pads shot at the very end. But other than that, I'm looking forward to this uh, NFL preview pod coming soon. Yep. All right, Jerry, take care and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.